Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you for dropping in today. I'm all about being real and true to who I am. I have teamed up with Sway, a company that is all about showcasing the importance of showing up unprocessed, unfiltered, and unapologetically themselves. Seem like like a good fit for me. Sway is a brand built on purpose. Sway is committed to supporting communities and charities across Canada. I've chosen a cause that is dear to me, CanFund, directly supporting Canadian athletes. Sway is making a donation on my behalf to CanFund. Sway is made with real juice and real good vibes. Sway is a delicious tasting vodka soda with nothing to hide. This is a special series where I have a co-host, Miss Martha McCabe, Olympic swimmer for Team Canada, is joining me. Now, this is a series, series number four, where we will be talking with Team Canada athletes that are potentially and most likely going to Tokyo 2021. It's 2021 because of COVID. Thanks a lot, pandemic. Anyways, I hope that you laugh, learn, and enjoy this series with Team Canada's Olympians. Let me introduce the sport and guests that we will be dropping in with on this episode. This event first appeared at the 1912 Olympics and is where you can win the title of World's Greatest Athlete. It's not for the faint of heart. This event is mainly a male-dominated event where athletes compete over two consecutive days in a combination of sports. To be clear, it's 10 different sports in one event. Day one is 100 meters, long jump, shot put, high jump, and 400 meters. Day two is 110 meter hurdles, discus throw, pole vault, javelin throw, and 1500 meters. The winner is determined by the combined performance in all sports by a point system in each sport, not by the position achieved. It's math, and I'm not the best at math. But I heard that scoring over 9,000 points is really rare and has only been done a few times to give you a little perspective. Don't worry, online you can find a sport calculator that can help you break it all down into the events and the point system and how that works. So if you want to do that, you're going to want to Google decathlon. The guest that we will be dropping in with was identified as he crushed the 2016 RBC training ground. This is where Canadians partake in a variety of fitness tests to see if they have the possibility to win and gain funding for their training. Now, before that, he was the junior record holder for decathlon. He was then identified at the RBC training ground by Athletics Canada. Things in the decathlon world started to take off for him. In September 2016, he broke the 8,000-point barrier for the first time to win a bronze medal at a meet in France. Remember the point system? Scoring over 9,000 points is really rare. Well, 8,000 points got him a bronze. After that, in 2017, he became the Canadian and Pan Am Combined Cup champion in decathlon. In 2018, he took home silver at the Commonwealth Games in Australia. Now, 
We all have our injuries. He suffered injuries that sidelined him for almost a year. He came back in 2019, scoring a personal best of 8,453 points to win the Decastar meet and qualify his spot for the Tokyo 2020 Games. He won bronze at the Lima Pan Am Games, and he made his debut at the World Athletics Championships, taking home fifth place. This son, friend, RBC Olympian, Pan American medalist, and soon-to-be Olympian is going to be doing 10 sports at the Tokyo Games. Let's check in with Pierce LePage. Oh, I've never heard that before. Did you hear that? Yeah. Recording in progress. Pierce, are you ready to drop in? I am ready. Okay, so we start, you know, my co-host, Martha McCabe, Olympic swimmer, joining me today. We start with rapid fire questions to let the audience know a little bit more about you and an FYI to listeners and to peers. They're never rapid. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Number one, where in the world are you today? I'm in Toronto, Canada. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're going to go back chilling. and forth. So Martha's going to take the next one. Yeah, okay. I got question two here. Um, five years ago, did you think that you would be going to the Olympics for decathlon? Or where were you at there? Five years ago, that'd be yeah, 2016. No, for not for now, no. Especially at the start of that year, I was just a little kid, you know, just doing sports. I had no idea even how good I was or how I could be good. So, yeah, I didn't really expect it, yet alone almost make it that year, I guess. Uh, oh, damn. Cool. <laughs> so cool. Okay, number three, 10 sports. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around, like, how do you train for 10 sports in two days? Like, what's your schedule? Are you like, today I'm going to do javelin for like five minutes. Then I'm going to just run forever. Like, how does it work? Yeah, I know. My coach is like that Eastern European. So we just never stop training, essentially, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, we try to cover like two events. I mean, each event like twice a week. One like bigger like block, one smaller block. So, yeah. And then like we mix in like what I need and what I don't need. So like, I know I, I usually like to be pretty fresh when it comes to like pole vault and hurdles so we always try to get like two big sessions in for those two but like for something like long jump it's like I just go and run you know I just I'll, I'll just do it they have what yeah like yeah. in the con yeah. like long jump it's just like I got that in my back pocket yeah just yeah exactly so like there's some <laughs> events that like you can just pop off and do whatever well pole vault's like okay I need I need these I need to do this beforehand. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to do it in the competition. Okay. So cool. It's like I'm, 800 I'm meters. You just, you just run. So. You just run. I just run forever. Yeah. <laughs> so is that because you are like, you have more natural talent in like long jump? Or is it just because pole vault's like more technical? I just think for me, pole vault's more technical. And it's like more of like yeah. a mental thing to stay on top of it. Like for me, the hardest thing about pole vault is like taking off, like running you know, pretty fast at a little box and planting a pole and jumping there isn't like always the easiest thing to like get, like get in your head to say, I'm going to go do this. So just being able to keep doing that is, uh, yeah, you just got to kind of keep on top of it. And same with like, uh, hurdles for me, it's just like, I'm just like, I don't like hurdles. I'm kind of terrible at hurdles. So 
I just, uh, I have to do it, you know, just to get better. So, well, long term, just, yeah, I'm kind of just like a natural in a way. In a way so. I'm just intrigued. I, this isn't part of it, but I always add in random questions. Do you have a favorite out of the 10? Oh, pole vault for sure. Yeah, pole vault's the most fun. <laughs> it's like the most rewarding. And like when you're like five meters in the air and you like fall down, you're just like, nice. And how many times in a day can you do pole vault? Isn't it like, like one of those sports that you're like, don't do too much? Oh, too much like takeoffs and stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, you know, when you're doing decathlon, you just kind of go. If you're, you're, you're in the meet and you're, you're, you're just keep going higher bars, higher bars. I've seen decathletes take like 20 jumps before. So oh, wow. I hope I don't do that. But yeah. Cool. Okay. That is cool. Um, okay. Uh, what was your favorite game as a kid or sport? When you said game, I immediately went to like video games, but I guess oh, sport, uh, you, you do uh, like video games. I do. But, uh, I, think I was I thinking like was, kick yeah. the can or something like that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm maybe. old though. I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> you can say I guess video just games. Be like, I'd be like, I'd just be like hockey. I played a lot of road hockey. I played like, oh, no. um, like hockey, like the your local leagues and stuff like that. So I was always into that, at least sport wise. Everything else I just like did in like elementary school, just like cause. The only thing I did like outside of it, I'd say was uh, hockey. Then obviously I played a bunch of video games. Like what kind of video games? When I was a kid, it was more, it was like Super Smash Brothers, things like yeah. that. You know, I was a very big GameCube kid. So, or I just watched my brother play like, you know, games I couldn't play because I, I was too young and too bad at them. So, are are like you Final still into video games? Oh uh, yeah, very much so. What, like, what ones? Uh, uh, I'm unfortunately a League of Legends player, so if anyone knows, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's the most popular game in the world. Okay. Yeah. So I never I got into video out. games. I was like a Sonic no. the Hedgehog kind of girl. <laughs> but yeah, I was always pretty active too. But uh, I just found League of Legends one day, and that was it. My life was over. So. so. <laughs> League of Legends. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna look that I up. Mean, it's probably not bad now because like you need to be just sitting down and recovering, right? So video games have to be kind of okay for you at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not a bad thing. It's like I just go home, relax. You know, go on my computer, new stuff. Better than like, I don't know, being more active. I guess. I mean, totally. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a normal person listening to this right now is like, yeah, video games, and then they don't actually know what you've done in your day to like be able to sit on the couch other than like playing for two yeah. different sports. You know, it's like if someone's hobby is like playing like volleyball or something like that, it's like. I don't know if I'm going to do that after practice. <laughs> Not it's sure. Different. It's a little yeah. different. Um, okay. After a long day of training, sorry, how many sports did you say you did in a day? Like two sometimes? Or uh, would you ever cover do? Typically we cover like three to five. Three, three to, five, to five. Sometimes six. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. What would you eat after that? Like what do you eat to keep you going? So I'm actually not actually don't have like the biggest appetite in the world. So it's actually like a struggle for me to put on weight. So like I have to like sometimes even like eat junk food just to get the calories in. But okay. uh, yeah. I mean, What's your go food, go-to junk food? Uh, I'm a McDonald's fan. fan I, I knew lie. you were going to say just, that. And there's yeah. not going to be McDonald's at the Olympics this time. 
I'm I mean, sorry. the Olympics will be fine. Uh, I take all the other things and I'll, I'll eat properly. But, uh, you know, if it's like one in the morning, there's only one place to go, right? So That's true. That's true. <laughs> I love it. Nice, nice. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm up here. Number six. Uh, has sport taken you to some places that you never really thought you'd go around the world? Uh, yeah, I'd say like, I mean, everywhere it takes me. And I, I feel like I, I've never been, I never thought of myself as like being someone who is going to go travel and see the world and things like that. So like when you suddenly just end up like in Australia, like, how, like it's like, what? Well, how am I here? Why am I here? And it, I like it though. I like, I like going around and seeing the world now. And I like seeing different cultures and seeing how, how like we're similar, how we're different. And I know Australia is one of like the best memories of my life, Commonwealth Games. I remember we were in the village and they had this like, it was like a 20, 20 hour, it was open 20 hours, like a Australian barbecue. You just go and take whatever you want. And it was, uh, yeah, pretty dope. Well, I've, n- I've only been to the airport in Australia. It was, Australia was nice. I also like Spain a lot. Spain. I feel like yeah. Spain is like a secret hidden gem that yeah. not everyone should go there, listeners, but it's amazing. <laughs> so secret don't go to spain all the athletes love it there <laughs> yeah um okay number seven who is your hero mm, my hero it's weird i feel like i never had like super big role models growing up but uh i think like the most impactful person in my life is probably just my coach so he kind of keeps me uh discipline like I mean I've been training with him for like seven years and I knew him when I was like 12 years old so it's like he literally like like raised me especially because I'm with him so much right like you're with your coach so much it's like sometimes like you like I see my coach and I've been with my coach like more than I see like my parents right so it's like Mm -hmm. it's definitely like that 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 like parent dynamic so he's always been there to uh that's rad and you have that you have that trust with a coach too which is so important yeah nice well they see the highs cool. and the lows so oh don't they ever it's mostly yeah. lows yeah. <laughs> so uh what would you say if there's something specific and maybe there's a list of things i'm sure there's a list of things here but like what motivates you to train every single day uh it's weird so like the way i view it it's like motivation like for me it's like it's good to be motivated or not motivated but you can't just stay motivated all the time sure like Mm -hmm. even you guys have days where it's like I just don't want to go to practice I'm not motivated I don't want to do it but like I think it's more just but like the discipline if that makes sense it's like even Mm -hmm. though you don't want to you go and do it and that's like the most important thing Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I just focus on and just my coach is pretty good at like get your get your ass to practice you know (laughs) come on do this and you just kind of get into the groove of it but uh no, I guess it's motivating to like see progression. One one of the things with like the Cathbon is that you're doing so many things and you have so much to improve on where I feel like seeing the improvement might be easier than like if you're a single event athlete focusing on something really specific and you're ready like mm-hmm. top of the line. So that's always uh, helpful, I guess. Yeah. Totally makes sense. That totally makes it's a very like self-motivation as well, like where you kind of dig deep and set goals for yourself. Yeah. Is that something that you do? Yeah, for sure. And things like that. Just like, oh, you know, I want to throw this. I want to do that. And then 
it happens or you work hard to it, towards it and you're like oh, that's motivating i guess i'm motivated yes. to do that and you know like where you could be right and then there's so much you can look towards in like decathlon you have 10 events you can look towards and improve so it's so wild yeah. i'm like so stoked you're on this podcast because i'm just in awe of someone doing 10 sports yeah and it's also 10 things you can mess up so you know yeah, you have 10 <laughs> chances it's so cool and the point yeah. system's really cool also, as well like you must not within a sport like or in a training week like you must not really get too bored right because you've got so many different things you're focusing on yeah, that's one of like the big things I uh, I also say about the decathlon. It's like sometimes I watch like other athletes train or like a long jump. It's like all you're doing is running and jumping into a pit and doing like some side runs and doing weights. Like that's boring. So like I always always say that like decathlon training is like way more fun than like single event training. But, like competing in a decathlon like sucks compared to competing as a single event. I feel like that's the fun part for single event players where it's like I'm doing ten things in two days. It's the fifteen hundred. I want to pass out, you know, like yeah. I'm done at that point. So what, a like just a packed two days and it's always two days, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was wondering that I'm like, would they ever just jam pack it all into one day? Sometimes like uh, in Doha, I think technically we were three days because we started the second day, like at 5 PM, we finished like at 1 AM. So Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I was running at 1,500. <laughs> I was running like the 1,500, like at 1 a.m. So. Oh, uh, my gosh. Oh, commitment. Yeah. This is commitment, people. Okay. Number wow. nine. Is there, to lighten the mood a little, is there anyone in the world that makes you laugh the most? <laughs> I mean, I have tried uh, to make you laugh in person and it's not always the easiest thing <laughs> i feel like i have a weird sense of humor it's gotta just be like my friends online uh just my my group of friends online we you know we play games together we laugh together so okay. it's gotta just be those guys cool yeah. nice nice yeah <laughs> that's good you're very funny though no i'm just, I'm just super <laughs> i'm just go. super shy it's not my okay fault. I tried. I remember in Toronto, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to crack him. I'm going to make him laugh. <laughs> I'm just shy. <laughs> All right. Number 10. Yeah. Number 10. Um, tell us, how are you feeling about Tokyo? Like what's the status? And it's crazy. It's a weird year. How are you feeling? Like, uh, about like myself, like, uh, I feel good. Like, I feel like, uh, I'm prepared. I feel like training is going pretty well. But, like, I had this weird thing where it's, like, I feel like I don't get, like, really excited or really, like, uh, into the moment until, like, I'm actually there. So, it's kind of, like, on the back burner. And, like, I'm also, I'm also like, a little paranoid where it's going to be, like, some last-minute cancel or something. So, I, like, until oh. I'm there in Tokyo, I feel like I'm not going to, like, feel the emotions or get super excited. I'm just, like, just keep working, keep training, work. You know, I've had other competitions, other stuff right now. So, it's, like, look towards that. and then. When I'm in Tokyo, having sushi, watching anime, then I'll be excited, you know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do you have any, like, like thinking to Tokyo, do you have any expectations of what those games are going to be like? I know they're going to be different due to, due to COVID, but any, like, I, 
strange expectations. I just feel like I'm going to be like locked in my room all the time, okay. <laughs> but that's what I really feel like. But uh, hopefully yeah. uh, we're doing a training camp in, uh, I forget where, but a different part in uh, Japan. So maybe I can see a little bit of the town or city around that, but you know, I doubt it. So we'll see. I know. <laughs> I don't know. And this isn't part of the rapid fire, but like so and Mercedes maybe I'm jumping the gun here but like Pierce what when you guys go to Tokyo or to Japan before like is that just you with a few decathletes or is it with the bigger athletics team or like what's the who are you, who are you so with the entire like athletics Canada like organization they like organize a training camp beforehand before going like to the Olympics we do it we did it in like Commonwealth we'll do it in Pan Ams we'll, we'll like we won't be like in the village we'll be like somewhere else just like you can get like acclimatized and stuff like that. So like mm -hmm. it opens up and then an athlete can go if they want to or not, they can come whenever they want, but it's just like open and available. So I'm cool. going to try and get there as early as possible. So yeah. cool. that's a good call. I always like to get there, especially with like time change and everything. Exactly. It's, it's I think that's a good call for sure. Just to be in the uh, area. I know the European flights ruin, they ruin me. So <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> Tokyo Can coming you... back from Tokyo is pretty gnarly. Be ready to rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be like similar to Australia. So yeah. Um, yeah, Australia wasn't like the worst. Like I said, Europe is by far the worst time changing <laughs> time changes I ever go through. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, Martha, you were going to say something. We're done the rapid fire. Good job. Again, never rapid. But <laughs> now we're just going to chit chat and uh, and learn more about you and Tokyo and decathlon and see see where the conversation leads us did you have a question martha that, yeah well i was just curious in that like prep camp can you like bring your video games or what because you might be locked down in there eh? so i actually thought ahead and uh i bought myself a little uh, gaming laptop to bring so nice. i have like my whole like real setup and stuff so i was like i might be gone for a while and originally our plan because i'm leaving monday for austria our plan was to stay in austria train then go straight to the states then go to tokyo so i was like i was almost gone for like two and a half three months so i was like there's no way i'm spending three months like not playing games or not being online so i was like i am making this investment like now and i literally I, I ordered it like last week and i got it like a couple days ago so and it yes. all that stuff up and I'm <laughs> ready to play. <laughs> so. Wait, so do you play again? I'm so not smart when it comes to video games. Do you play like with just your friends or can anyone be like, I'm playing against Pierce? I mean, I feel like no one will know it's against me, but yeah, they could play against me. It's like a multiplayer game. So it's like League of Legends, like 5v5. So play against five random players or with four random players if you're doing stuff so i just yeah. i say that because i just watched um the last avengers where thor i am total a nerd on this where thor's like got his headset on and like just bashing little kids he's like this oh, yeah. is thor yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i may or may not have the same vibes you'll never know <laughs> league of legends here you come <laughs> nice okay so let's talk about how did you get into decathlon in the first place uh yeah it's like a it's like a weird story also involves video games but basically i was like uh in grade six i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure you know like you have those like track and field elementary school 
you know, meets. So I yeah. did that. And I remember like I qualified for like triple jump or something like that. And I went to like their regionals and I broke like the regional record, which is like not a not really a big deal or anything like that. But then uh my dad was talking about it in a meeting, you know, like you know, like all parents do, just like talking about their kid and my coach's former athlete was in that meeting and he was a triple jumper and he was like, I want to like meet your kid and do this and do that. And then I met Kevin, which is name, which is his name. And uh, he was like, Oh, you like, I think you're going to be good. Blah, blah, blah. And I started training with him for a little bit from maybe to like grade eight. And I was like, very like, we'll train for like a couple months and do one meet and then call it the season. You know what I mean? And then uh, he was like, I want you to train with my current coach now. And I was like, okay, that sounds pretty good. And my coach is like, you're too young to train with me and stuff like that. Cause he was training like other athletes at the time. And I was like, I was a little kid and I was like, okay. So I did like the sensible thing and like quit all sports and just played video games all of high school. I didn't do any high school sports. I didn't do track and field in high school. Then uh, I was just like playing games. And then I, it was like the end of grade 11, start of grade 12. My coach is like, you're old enough now. And I was like, <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> let's train. And then I was uh, doing triple jump that year. And he was like, how about we try octathlon, which is like eight events. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I was just sure. Why not? And then uh, I did pretty good at that. And that was the last time I ever triple jumped. So, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Then we started doing the cop. Then we started doing the cop along. That was, that's really it. He just kind of just happened. And is that the same coach that you have now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, oh that's yeah, cool. we've been together for a while. Yeah, it's like he literally dad. raised you. Yeah, actually. But he yeah. he denied you at an early age. <laughs> yeah. He did. He did. Yeah, tough love. He's kind of <laughs> smart. Like I like that. Get, wait till they're ready, you know, let the kid be the kid and then bring him in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I probably should have did some type of sports, but I did it. <laughs> yeah, so. That's so cool. That's a cool story for sure. Like, I do appreciate that you did get to live your high school life <laughs> the way that you I wanted. suppose. I just, yeah, I suppose I still was just gaming. But, yeah. <laughs> but did you do other sports on the side, not like track sports? I, I did nothing. I didn't do any sports at all. I wasn't involved in anything related to school, no programs. I was just like that kid you saw in the corner, you know, at, at like lunchtime and then I'd go home and play games. But uh, fun fact is I actually got paid to play at some like later on. So I was oh. getting paid to play and then I got no, I was known as the guy who's getting paid to play video games. So that was Oh, me. so you're like a legitimate video game player. Like you're Oh, getting- I, yeah. I used to be, yeah professional semi-professional yeah well you could maybe go to the olympics for that as well because that's supposed to be Uh, going to the olympics at some point i'm all types of washed up now so i'm still good but i'm not that good you know well i don't know i'm gonna start going on leagues of legend and see what's i'm just gonna search for you (laughs) (laughs) do you think that like from that time of being like a professional video game I, and again, I'm like Mercedes, like, I don't know any, anything in this yeah. world, but do, did you like take something from that? Like, were there lessons you learned in that? Like in terms of like being competitive or anything like that, that you've like brought to your like athletic career? I think uh, it's weird. Cause like 
I feel like the biggest things I learned from League of Legends were like more like how to be a teammate type of thing because like a team game all tracks like a solo thing but uh I think like in general just like the competing mentality whether it's like chess or games or um, you know snowboarding all those things it's just it's still the same so you just kind of learn that like I feel like my mental is a little better and things like that so yeah cool. it's like the normal athlete stuff so cool mm-hmm. shout out to to freaking video gamers they're they're a thing <laughs> yeah. that's a thing I know that yeah. um Pierce thank you so much is there anything else you'd want to share with the listeners uh I don't know. I feel like we hit everything. I don't know. We did. We good. did. Let yeah. me know where everyone can follow you online. Yeah. So I'm uh, on Instagram at Pierce.Lapage. And that's basically it. I have a Twitter. But that's just for me to follow my gaming stuff. So go follow that one. You see it. <laughs> I won't follow back. <laughs> awesome. Well, Pierce, thank you so much for dropping in today. Appreciate you and best of luck in Tokyo. Thanks for having me. As I said earlier, I'm all about being real and true to who I am. That is why I've teamed up with Sway, a company that is all about showcasing the importance of showing up unprocessed, unfiltered, and unapologetically themselves. Kind of like me. (laughs) Sway is a brand built on purpose. Sway is committed to supporting communities and charities across Canada. I've chosen a cause that is dear to me, CanFund, directly supporting Canadian athletes. Sway is making a donation on my behalf to CanFund. Sway is made with real juice and real good vibes. Sway is a delicious tasting vodka soda with nothing to hide. Cheers. Thanks for dropping in. If you want to watch this podcast, head over to YouTube. Follow Dropping In on Instagram and Facebook at Dropping In with Mercedes. Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music and my mom for the intro voice. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.